This podcast is brought to you by symbols. Symbols. They are just pictures, but they have a lot of meaning. Go to www.symbols.com before you realize that all of those letters are just little drawings that have no inherent meaning beyond what we ascribe to them. Use the promo code Terrence for 15% off a symbol of your own. Welcome to Down by the River. My name is Terrence Hartnett. I'll be your host uh, for this week at least. We'll see how I do. Um, I'm in New Orleans. Sorry for the delay on the episode if you are a rabid river rat looking for new content. I will make it up to you. Um, I'm in New Orleans now. I had to do a lot of driving to get here. Um, I drove from Denver, and before Denver, I was in Albuquerque. Um, I did a show in Denver. I wasn't able to record a podcast uh, because we had a, it was a very busy schedule getting to Denver, getting from Albuquerque all the way down to New Orleans. Um, so I've I've came I've come a long way. I've came a long way. I've come a long way. I'm far away from where I was before. <laughs> anyway, my podcast today is with my guest today is Spencer Diaz Tootle, one of my favorite people of all time. Um, she's amazing. She's the kind of person that I knew. I knew her in Chicago, and she's the kind of person that you would like gravitate towards at a party. You know, like the a good vibe person, right? So when she was around, I would feel good. I would feel uh, vulnerable and um, and able to express, you know, things like emotions, for example. Um, comedy can be very uh, masculine and very uh, toxic and unvulnerable, and uh, that's the context in which I met Spence. Spence Spencer diaz Tudel, uh is... Uh, partnered with my friend John Gasper, friend of the pod, John Gasper. So they're a fun one-two punch. I met them down here in New Orleans, and I caught up with Spencer talking about tarot. Um, the reason I want to talk about tarot was because Spencer read my tarot and kind of blew my mind. I mean, I think I just told, I told her during the course of this interview, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I could be open to any sort of magical, non-logical, non-dualistic, non-Western um, thing. So... Um, and I wanted to t- discuss that with Spencer, and so we did a reading. We did we talked about tarot and her magical thinking and all of that stuff. Um, and it's uh it's really enlightening. It's something a little different. It's not comedy focused in any way whatsoever, which I like because I think it's I default to talking about comedy. So if there's any sort of other thing to talk about, that is gonna be the episode. So thank you for listening. Um, at Spencer Diaz Tootle on Instagram. Um, and uh, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're the best. See you afterward. Take it away, Steve. Down, down, down. By the river. Do you enjoy interviewing chatting you say interviewing for your podcast yeah i do yeah yeah. do you enjoy interviewing folks you know or strangers more i it's hard i like both i like okay well i like i do like the formality of like um like i know you and i'll be interviewing you right but i can Mm -hmm. ask like i can be like asking you stuff you know more pointedly or like we there's there's a there's a focus to it and we can't look at our phones i don't know so i love that but i also i do love i think the I think I knew. Okay, so I think I knew about the joy of interviewing friends. I knew about that already from parties and from like right. you know, 
Like I'll corner somebody and be like, wait, so you worked here? What is that? What do you mean you that worked here? That is big Terrence right? energy. Yeah. Like, so I don't well, wait. <laughs> no, no, let's go back to that. You know what I mean? Where it's like we're, we're in the kitchen and, I, and then someone walks in and then they see us talking and then they go, they just walk back out because they mm-hmm. know they can't hop in. You know, like that, that intensive a, of a chant. But then I, the pleasure I discovered was um, strangers where I go, these people aren't going to have anything good to say. Like I'm totally biased. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like my, my going in, I'm like, and they're going to be boring because people are boring. I have like a, I'm pessimistic going in. And then I go out and I go, of course, everyone you talk to has rich wisdom to share, you know, and interesting things and funny things. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're funnier and more interesting than, than you thought. Everybody is more interesting than you think they are. Yeah. I would imagine too, that like when you're going to interview a stranger because you don't know them obviously there's no it's hard to trust and so there's like a vulnerability that you're bringing to the space you don't know if they'll like meet you there and so in some ways the like pessimism is perhaps like a little bit of like um a judgment on yourself like you're like oh shit will i be able to carry this will i be able to whatever and then once you get in there and you're like able to vibe with them then it's just mutual labor and mutual fun. Yeah, then we're both doing it. And they, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay. And, like, I could even see them, like, softening up. Like, okay, he's not going to trick me. Like, because there is a thing. Like, when I'm talking to people, like, on the street, like, I'll uh-huh. be like, hey, do you have a second? And it's like, if you're in any city and someone says, hey, do you have a second? They're about to trick you. Like, mo- yeah. most of the time. Right? And so you can feel that. And then I go, no, I just do a podcast. Like, it's like, it is what it is, you know? Um, and then I, it's nice when they when they open up. And also, if you ask any, if you give anyone a little bit of attention, and like actually, like, whoa, what do you mean by that? Uh, it's amazing what they'll do. They'll they open, open up, they bloom. Yeah, like a flower. <laughs> like a flower. Do you have a sign that you put up when you're trying to talk to strangers? I did. I've tried. Uh, I I once was in um, Indiana, and I this didn't work out. I just didn't didn't have the energy to do it that day. I put up a sign that said, "Let's talk politics." And oh it my was god! Because like, it was like October. <laughs> It was October of uh, 2020. Oh, shit. And I was in, I was stuck in Valparaiso, Indiana, um, getting my car fixed. So I was like, let's use this time. And I put a sign out and people just walked by like, no, no, <laughs> no dude. No. Um, and wow. uh, I talked to one guy and he's like, yeah, you got to vote. <laughs> he was just like, he did the most <laughs> basic, like, yeah, voting is good. It's important to vote. So, like he didn't want to dive into it because mm-hmm. it's because it's about trust, right? You have to, you, like, right. Um, and, and uh, this shit's going on the internet, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're right. What, it, it, what is the, the, the cost benefit, the pros and cons for telling a stranger your political opinions? There's not much in the pro And you pro were in category. Indiana. Indiana, which is, let's not judge. Uh, we no. were in a, uh, I, was in, I, was, I, was, I was in a, um, it was a college town. So I was hoping to like get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But also I was hoping to get some conservative Republican people. Right. It's interesting because it's like, you know, they don't love Trump. Like they don't like no one. He's an unlovable person. Mm-hmm. Like you can only love him for maybe like for like, I feel like some like, like even his most people who love him, they see him as like a like a missile at Nancy Pelosi. They're like, well, I hate those people. Yeah. And this guy is like a rabid dog. He's going to go. He's going to go be unleashed on this system. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, no one's like, I just think he's great. He's a good guy. Yeah. I think some folks um, feel it's almost like, you know, like the, what are the terms? The id, the ego, and the super ego. Yes. Like for some folks, I think Trump is like an embodiment of their id and that's exciting. Yes. And it's freeing to like, I mean, and I think people can 
still be great, wonderful people. And like, you know, misogyny is the ocean that we swim in. And like, <laughs> you know, like white supremacy is the ocean that we swim in. The world agrees. We're yes. getting a big breeze on yes. that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> snaps from yeah, the tree. Snaps from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think like in some ways, yeah, it can be folks like they can be, you know, loving people and have, you know, relationships and blah, 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 blah. And yep. still kind of like see him act out their like literally live their like deepest, nastiest thoughts and be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, like live. Yeah, live yeah. it. Show it. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in New- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first five Trump. minutes. Yeah, let's not give him any more airtime um, as if he needed any more no. fucking airtime. Uh, New yeah. Orleans. We're in New Orleans. How, you've been here for almost a week now, right? For a week. Yeah. Yeah. How have you enjoyed it? What's I have. Are? It's been so lovely. I've eaten so much delicious <laughs> food. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's been really wonderful. Um, Char. The- Char- oysters char grilled oysters. oysters yeah i've never had them char grilled until Not this supposed trip to be raw turns out being raw it's like eating anything else raw it's like yeah. cook it put they're, some cheese on it and cook it's it. wild i've never had them that way and they're so good they cook them for for the listeners at home <laughs> they shuck the oyster and then like cook it on the half shell on a grill with and parmesan so cheese the heat like oh, comes yeah. up through the shell and cooks it and then they yeah they sprinkle parmesan cheese over it and it's phenomenal I've never had it that way. It's the combination of like, yeah, this is what's been missing from oysters mm-hmm. all along. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'll, I, I, I will have raw oysters again, I suppose, but I'll always be thinking of the char grilled oysters. They're so good. Yeah, it's been just wonderful to be here and be like in this climate. It really reminds me of where I grew up. Humid, Humid tropical, and Are we tropical, or no? I think it's technically called. Um, it's like a no, it's not deciduous. It's a something rainforest, but it's not tropical. It has a different terminology. A different name, whatever. Um, yeah. Not all the way a rainforest, but it is super wet and humid. It's super wet and humid, yeah. Um, and it is just beautiful here. Um, I came for a wedding. One of my best friends got married, which was really special. Um, I've never been a bridesmaid before. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And it was really fun. Um, I was like a flower girl seven times as a child, <laughs> but never a bridesmaid. Um, Always a flower girl, never the bridesmaid. Never the bridesmaid. And it was super fun. Um, yeah, I've just been really relaxing. In Chicago, I like, it's cold and I work a lot and I work really hard. Yeah. And so it's been very nice to just tell you, like, actually have a vacation. Um, and not a yeah. vacation where you're working with yeah. the kids. And, yeah, and not a vacation to visit kids, fam. Yeah. yeah, I watch kids. Um also not a vacation to visit family love family but that's a whole other thing you know (laughs) that's work of another kind (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and it's just like there's so much like you want to soak up so much being with family um you know but but here it's like oh the only thing i'm really soaking up is like the weather the food and like myself my boyfriend and you the architecture (laughs) soak us up the architecture like every house is like pink mint purple bright yellow you're wearing a beautiful bright yellow Thank you. <laughs> sweatsuit like uh yeah john's wearing a mint, a mint yeah. john gasper's wearing a mint green shirt today and it's like yeah you gotta wear that you it's gotta- an easter egg town yes welcome to new orleans mm-hmm. um yeah we've been walking around it's so so beautiful and like the air yeah the air is warm and wet mm-hmm. um and it rained a little bit last night and it was a little it cold and windy yeah and it was beautiful yeah we had a it was it a mile and a half walk last night from the bar back here and we're like oh boy it's gonna be terrible we loved it. It was lovely. It was we were just windswept. It was like that type of weather, like a it we didn't even have a thunderstorm, but it was like 
a southern like threat of thunderstorm and like yeah, right. we were just so swept up in it like could it felt like we could be picked up at any moment <laughs> it was lovely <laughs> yeah we had, we had, we were moving pretty quickly and it, we were, it was blowing and or all yeah. around us a little bit of spray but it never we never got soaked mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so that's really it's even the bad weather was not bad mm-hmm. you know what i mean um okay talk okay we're talking i mean like i want to talk to you about Tarot and yeah. uh, all kinds of witchy. You're a witch. I'm a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Bruja. Bad Bruja. Is that yeah. still your Instagram handle? I think I changed it recently because um, people couldn't find me. Like, people were yeah, confused. Yeah. So I changed it. But forever, my Instagram was Bad Bruja. Yeah. Now it's like, I well, it's just Spencer Diaz Toodle. Plug at Spencer Diaz Toodle. Um, Spencer Diaz Toodle. <laughs> that's me. He just Terrence Tarot. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a witch. I My mom... <laughs> My mom has like always been witchy and oh really okay mm-hmm, and like really encouraged our intuition and just kind of in like a matter of fact way like oh like you know the first couple times that I was experiencing deja vu or something and I would like feel so freaked out and my mom was just like oh yeah that's gonna happen and sometimes it might happen and it won't be deja vu like you'll just know before like look out you might know your dreams and th- we have so many stories like our familial lore there's so many um you know stories of folks having premonitions and like experiencing things obviously I or not obviously also I grew up in Savannah which is like a very haunted city um so there's just a lot of energy there and how is it yeah what's Savannah like how is it haunted what's, what, do you, what do you mean well it's quite old um as far as colonies in America go it was like the first colony in Georgia um and there is just a lot of past there um a lot of like really old structures and so much energy and I think too like it's swampy, right? And so, like, I... It's near the ocean? It's near the ocean. And um, I feel like swamps, you know, are this land that's, like, constantly regenerating. And it's, like, where the newest land is, except for, like, volcanic lava land. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and that, I think, is just so energetically powerful. And um, the land is so fertile that... Yeah, maybe perhaps that has something to do with like the haunted nature and and then also like obviously the history of Georgia's colonization is horrible, you know, as as in all of America, America. as in all every colony ever. Right. (laughs) Colonialism sucks. Um, But like particularly in Savannah, like it was. you know, originally like a penal colony. So, so oh, many, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So like so many people, there are a lot of in Savannah, like a great deal of um, like Irish and Scottish folks because they in part because like they were brought over as indentured servants to like Jeez. to the penal colony. And then obviously yeah. there were like enslaved folks. And um, there's like also in Savannah, like the vast majority of what is now downtown Savannah used to just be graves. Like all what? of, yeah, all of the, um, this is so wild. All of the squares in Savannah, because it's like, have you ever been there? No. Okay. I'd love to go. So it's a, sounds gr- amazing. It's beautiful. It's a gridded city, like New Orleans. Um, and there are all these little squares. And like town squares? What like, do you mean? like, like, uh, like little, yeah, like, like a, a little block that is a park. Uh, but they're called squares okay. and they're smaller than a city block, I think. Okay. Um, and there's many of them. And it used to be that like, you know, 
I guess people probably had gardens there or they were like trading posts, you know, whatever. Like these buildings are very old, so they weren't like full on farmland. But um, but during the yellow fever epidemic, when people were just like dying like crazy, um, rich folks would have themselves buried in the square just like right in front of their house and then link um, like they would rig a bell with a cord down into the coffin because uh, I've heard of this yes people would like die they go into like a coma basically and then sometimes wake up and so people were being buried alive and so they would have a bell and you would ring the bell and be saved by the bell and like no yes, that's, not, that's, no. Where, that's where it comes from oh my god mm-hmm. I thought it was because Screech didn't do his homework right. and they were waiting until the end and then he was saved by the saved bell by but the no bell. that's where the phrase comes oh from my god. disgusting right imagine you've been so sick and then you wake up in your in Tombed underground in swampy earth, and you're like, God, and you have to ring the bell and be dug up. And then, in addition to that, there were what what a morning! This is you know, I've had some tough days, but I've never been buried alive with uh, yellow fever. I mean, ridiculous. The ugh, and And then then you go, Thank God, there's this little string with a bell on it. Thank God, yeah. Thank God. Horrible. (laughs) Then also, like, people, you know, folks were just being buried, like, in shallow graves um, because so many people were dying, and and it was like, you know, Savannah was this... It's still, like, I think the busiest port on the East Coast or something like that. Like, even more than, like, New York and shit like that. It's, like, so much stuff comes through Savannah. Anyway, big trading post energy and um (laughs) (laughs) like just so many people dying all the time being buried in shallow graves in the 90s when a hurricane came through a lot of like well the cemeteries flooded but also like areas in the downtown flooded like some roads got fucked up and then flooded and bodies floated up like these hundred year old bodies fuck hundred year old bodies so so spooky and haunted okay right yeah so that is Mm -hmm. uh that is that is uh more than enough that is more than enough to convince me that savannah (laughs) has a haunted energy Uh it's because of the bodies that are buried under under there Mm -hmm. and i just i can't imagine like well so many people are uh (laughs) being buried alive we need to develop a system. Yeah. We need to make sure we have a bell ready to go. In, Wild. In, in the case of, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> and think about how many people got buried alive with no bell. <laughs> that was Before just the that. bell system was yeah put in, I mean, uh, oh my God, someone was. I had this idea. Bell system. Bell. The bell system. Horrible. No more. No more uh, zombies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, from an early from an early age, so you don't have the burden that I have when I approach when I approach tarot and astrology and religion even any anything that's like not um logic based anything that's not like uh uh rooted in results uh like results and um evidence and um repeatable provable you know i've got this i feel like you know i have this the masculine logical approach to things and then i uh when i encounter stuff like this i am burdened because like there's truth to it but i also am like come on yeah. So it doesn't seem like as though you had that wired in the way I the way I do. Yeah, no, I didn't. My my parents my dad is like very big on like the always question everything. Okay. Um he for example, like when I, you know, raised Catholic, made my first holy communion, my dad gave me a book that's really great. It's called Illusions, Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. And it's about this dude who's like a mechanic and suddenly he's the Messiah and people are like <laughs> coming to him and he's like you know what the fuck and like well, I what don't, can he do because does he have powers um he's 
eventually but it's more like at first he's just like people just kind of know and are drawn to him Whoa. and but but anyway my dad like inscribed the book and was like never like never i can't remember exactly what he said but your spiritual education should know no bounds oh, and it okay. was this real like yeah i know you, this is your first holy communion and i'm giving you a gift but also fuck all of this and like go off you know oh well, yeah don't 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 limit restrict yourself. it to the catholic mm-hmm. thing because eventually the guy like rejects his well i don't want to ruin the book but so um, you mean he questions everything he questioned all of the religious authority yes okay so. and and like well what i'm thinking about when you were talking about math and logic is like how much of math and logic and science actually isn't proven it's like yeah. theor- like even the P- pythagorean theorem it's a theorem it's not a proof it's yeah, right. it we know that it works out all of these times but we cannot prove that it works out every single time yeah even with like a handy dandy calculator, like there's still infinite numeric possibilities. So I think there's a little bit of hubris in thinking that we've like mastered mathematics yeah. or physics or anything when actually there's like infinite possibilities. Right. So yeah, I, I just kind of think about magic and intuition and stuff in that same way. Like we have watched these like, you know, hydrogen atoms and oxygen atoms come together and bond into a water molecule. We've seen it a million billion times, but there may be a time that that doesn't happen. And like science allows for that gray area. So sometimes when I think folks use that, the notion that like, well, you can't prove magic with science or something. And like, and I'm too logical. It's like, well, you know, gaining a deeper understanding of science means that you can't prove science either. Yeah, if you have, yeah, scientists, right, like, there's, you know, scientists know more than, like, people, like, uh, fetishize science in this way that it's, like, it's ultimate truth, but then talk to people who know science are going, no, like, it's all about unknown, it's mm-hmm. all about trying to, like, move one more inch of known into the, into the territory of unknown, and it's every inch is hard won, mm-hmm. and it's, like, and we still, and then we go two inches forward, one, one inch back, it's, like, we are fighting against all of this unknown. Um, so then, okay, then talk to me about this, but the specific, these specific magical, uh, realms that you've gotten into. Cause I know you're into astrology and tarot mm-hmm. and, uh, crystals less. I think I did a, I, I asked you a few things yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like crystals. I don't really know much about them. Um, I definitely, since I was a kid, as, as a lot of little kids are, I've always like had little like totems and like things that I, you know, little, um, like talismans that I would hold so dear. And it could be anything from like a random ass button that like my dad gave to me or, you know, this like rock that I found outside or a crystal or whatever. Um, but I don't really know a ton about like crystals and that world but things have power if you give them power right like or if they had power yeah from your dad or like i've got a i've got a rosary in my van my grandma gave me a rosary and goes this is going to keep you safe and i go sure i mean i don't pray the rosary i don't you know i mean i don't go to catholic mass but i put it right in the yeah because it's like that's my grandma she gave it to me because she she imbued like whether or not who gives a shit what I think? My grandma held it and said, this is going to keep you safe and gave it to me. Yeah. So it's a, it's a connection with her. Absolutely. You know? I right. really believe in like energy and energy transfers. Like, you know, our, like as humans or any living being, it's like our bodies are like, what makes our bodies really go? What makes us be alive? It's like, there's something that we still don't really know about. Right. And it's this energy. Yeah. 
Why but are we up here moving around instead of in a instead of in a box with a string and a bell? Why? Yeah. I don't why? Know. I don't. don't I know. don't know. I, I don't mean, know like, either. Right, and it's like if I like it'd be so funny. Like when it comes to the point of proving these things, I go, well, I, I don't. Science is in, like no, I, we don't know. Right, is unknown. Like I once met a guy. I was uh, canvassing for. I had a, got a weird job canvassing for um, the Adler Planetarium in Chicago for cool. a day. I was giving away free. I was giving away um, astronaut ice cream. Um, as a promotion for the Adler Planetarium. And a guy came up to me and said, the Earth is flat. And I go, oh. no, it's not. And he goes, you don't why know. not? <laughs> I go, ah, planes, when a plane fly. I, I was like, shit, I can't prove that the Earth is round. Yeah. I can't prove that the Earth is round. Uh, so it's like, I'm just trusting, you know, fucking Carl Sagan. I'm like, yeah, well. Copernicus. I guess the Earth is round. Yeah, I'm not a flat earther. Um, neither am I. Cause it's a, yeah, neither am I. <laughs> um, but I think it's curious. It's like when push comes to shove, it's like no one's ever questioned me on that before, and I don't know how to answer it. Right. And it is interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't even. I I, I don't really know much about the whole flat Earth thing. <laughs> well, it's not. But yeah, what but. I do know, I know some about tarot, and I what I I love tarot cards so much. I feel that they're like a really excellent tool for self reflection. And for, I think they can be a really excellent tool for like um, generative conversation with peers um, or not with peers, but like I would definitely, anytime I'm trying to read someone else's tarot, I try to think of it as like, John taught me this, um, power, John Gasper. John Gasper yes. My, my man. Um, Mine too. <laughs> his too. Um, he taught me this term, this phrase power sharing. So he's a therapist and power sharing is like a therapy term that I won't get it exactly right. But it's like basically when you're in the room with your therapist, like it can feel like, you know, sometimes folks may have the urge to be like, thank you, therapist, for doing all this for me. Yeah. But in reality, it's like if like you're doing the therapy and the, and the power is shared. And while there is a power differential in that, like, you know, you're paying this person for a service and also they are like they there's there's a weird power differential and it goes both ways yeah um coming back to power sharing can be really important and empowering for the client and blah 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 and i think about that with tarot too like um you know sometimes folks will be like oh read my tarot and it's like oh i'm this like mystical witch and i'm all knowing <laughs> or whatever but that's not really the case it's like we are creating this conversation together and finding meaning together and the person who's having the reading done, whether I'm reading for myself or for another person, whoever's reading it is certainly has the most context and data and like, um, just knowledge f to build analysis around the cards. Yeah. Right. You know, building around, yeah, you got these symbols and they came into your life from the deck and you are, and you're both there to make sense of it. And then that, that the making sense of that is where the power was. Mm -hmm. Cause I, you read my tarot on some f football Sunday um, a few months ago L in Chicago. L O L on a football Sunday. Football Sunday, the boys were the boys were hooting and hollering, and uh, went to another room a little quieter. And I mm. go, Spence, tell me what's going to happen to me. And I was, um, you know, whatever. I'm uh, skeptical, but then like I realized then I had never done it before. I figured it was just like a, I figured tarot is hucksters going to try to you tell someone what they want to hear mm -hmm. in order to get some money out of them. And, you know, in order to make everyone feel spooky dookie and have a nice little tangly feeling. And uh, that's fine and all fine and good, but who believes it, right? But then 
you laid them out, and uh, I realized it's like this is just. I mean, symbols are powerful. Was the my takeaway? Symbols are powerful, and whatever your selfhood, your brain forms around that symbol, sort of attaches to it. Whatever comes up when you see a devil, you know what I mean, like or a mm. fool, or all these uh, tarot things. It's like that's that means something. That yeah. means that. How does that not mean something? And then, uh, and then we did like a yeah, we did a past, present, future reading, and I was like, yeah, that make that tracks, and I felt um, connected to it, um, and that it was really powerful. So that was like, um, and I was like, damn, there's, there's something, there's something to this. Uh, and it took me 30 years um, for to, to to dissolve my uh, skepticism and uh, toxic logic thinking. You're not toxic. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> but I think... I, non-toxic. Not, yeah, non-toxic. Not edible, but I'm not toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you were just saying about symbols. And it, it makes me think about how, like, you know, some of our earliest written language or languages were, like, pictographical. Is that the word? Hieroglyphs? Yeah. Yeah. Picto- yeah pictographical. Pictographs. And, like, that... Like, symbols are so powerful. Um And of course, now, like, things have been contextualized. There's, like, dominant cultures that have contextualized certain symbols, like, you know, Christianity. Certain things mean certain things. But, you know, we think about Easter eggs. We know that came from paganism. I'm sure it came from other cultures, too. Like, blah, blah, blah. Today's uh, Holy Thursday. Today's Holy Thursday. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to the disciples. (laughs) To the Last Supper. Last Supper. To the big party. That's right. One of you shall betray me. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I think like it is, we do connect with symbols um, as a species and and we do know things about ourselves. Like right. I've been in therapy um, consistently for like almost two years now, which is the first time that's ever been the case in my life. And it's really been life changing. I'm very proud of myself and I love my therapist. Way to go. Thank you. Um, but like something I've learned a lot in therapy is like, she is never giving me advice, but she is helping me realize truths that I already know that are maybe lying dormant somewhere in me or that, or I'm actively avoiding or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that is what tarot can do too. Like, and, and that's where the reader and the, and the readee like have to do that collaborative work because I cannot know what this symbol really means to you, but I can make a safe and comfortable space for you to explore that. Yes. And if I'm like really judgmental, and then you can't be wrong. It's not like I assumed it was like the cold reading thing where it's like I'm sensing a mother. Do you have a mother? And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I've got a mother. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you're you're just making guesses, and then like they I, the hucksterism. But the thing is, you're creating a space and letting them come to it mm-hmm. and realizing the thing for themselves. Yeah, and I think some people like I know there are some folks who are, um, you know, in I don't I have a a friend who's like an intuitive. I can't remember how she terms it exactly, but like she can really vibe and like do the things like you have a mother and X, Y, Z and like have all these things. Right. And that I don't question. And I like, you know, trust folks. And we've all seen videos online or in person of people really doing the mind reading shit or, you know, the intuitive, whatever energy reading. I don't know that I'm there. Um, I I don't consider myself to be that like practiced or skilled or anything, but I believe it. Like I think, and I also see where sometimes it is hucksterism, but also like it's, it's interesting too. like, I feel like these intuitive practices are much more skepticized than like a snake oil salesman who is 
selling you know something to make your hair grow which also which happens like which happens all the time you know like the teeth whitening toothpaste and the whatever like these things don't work soaps yeah yeah and we like but we kind of allow space for that but then alpha brain right yeah Yeah. the, uh, the uh mental focus uh, things yeah that you exactly can sell yeah. the collagen peptides and the right. this and the that and right. and we buy into that shit which is just potion making of course you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. l'oreal is a potion dove yeah. <laughs> herbal essence dove men plus care is a potion i saw your dove men plus care is that a three in one no i say i mean it's bo- no it's not shampoo i take pride in that that it's just for the body and the face and uh mm-hmm. it's for everything but your hair but okay. it's a class it is classic like um um man it's man potion man potion it's uh it's just soap but if i just buy soap i don't feel like a man mm-hmm. so it has the power to make me feel like a man that's great through the smells absolutely and uh it cleans off my face also i don't like having a separate face wash and whatever like, of course if i'm gonna be bathing in a river you know it's easy to just grab one bottle there you go dove men plus care men plus care Yes, um, because men don't already have care or need right. care. <laughs> like, what you take that? the man and you sell him the care. I, I'll Got bring it. the I bring the man to the equation. Yes. They bring the care. Got we it. Meet me halfway for sure. Um, okay, did you have a a tarot experience that kind of changed your life? Any any sort of um, or like something that was like this means because it seems is that is it is that your favorite uh, uh, mystical magical thing tarot? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think we were talking a little bit about this yesterday that like, yeah, tarot is a tool um, or I see it as a tool. And I also feel like ev- like everything can be a, right a tool um, or like is. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to say this. I feel like. Tarot is definitely a tool, and I got shy and flustered. There was a person. I totally understood. Yeah, a, a, um, cu- a cute little a baby cute little back. baby named Ophelia. Oh, mm-hmm. shout out Ophelia. Um, yeah, I guess, but I, I feel like everything can be mystical, and I really like altars too. I also like to altars, A L T A R, or mm-hmm. like a, you know, you're setting an yeah, altar. Yeah, like building altars and interacting with like my things in my space. Um, in in a way that feels purposeful yeah you guys have a beautiful space in chicago and it does feel it does feel Thank purposeful you. um it's yeah I've, I've seen very few more purposeful apartments that Thank have you a so lot much. more they have a meaning built into the space wow thank you so much I painted it we, knickknacks we were so excited we um it it was really intentional moving in together we moved in in may of 2020 so like as the pandemic was had already, you know, was was going full throttle yeah. and with no end in sight. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, yeah. yeah. And this we, is going to be the place that we're going to be. We're going to be, yeah. yeah. And we really also um, had been so excited to live together for so long. Like, we really, we probably would have done it the year prior, but I was living with my sister and really kind of relishing, like, soaking up that time together. Like, this is probably the last time me and my sister will right. live together. And John was living with three dirtbag comics, and he was enjoying that, I'm yeah, sure, it was on wonderful. some stupid level, the futon um, level, the bong in the coffee table yes. level. Yes, yeah. we but we were so excited. And then when the pandemic came, it was like, you know, we weren't working, and that was our 
like where a lot of our attention and focus went and I think it was both um for me like it was a creative outlet to be like thinking and planning and also perhaps a bit of a distraction from the horrors of reality you know um but that can be good like it was like healing and a good way to like yeah focus on I'm thinking too about how all of us have had a really different relationship to our homes in the wake of the pandemic and um and how special that is like I was talking about this with my friend Prosper, like how um, just relation to space and and spaciousness and and whatever has yeah. like really changed. And um, especially being in a city where it's like at any moment you're so close, physically close to so many people, but especially due to the pandemic, like emotionally distant. Yes. Um, but then how special and important it is to like like commune with your space you know and like with the energy that you left there a few hours ago like it's still there hanging around and there's not a lot of shit coming through to like clear it out um or change it yeah you're stuck with yourself you're, you're stuck trapped yet yeah, if you're in new york mm-hmm. city it's like you're stuck in this weird tiny apartment yeah yeah you gotta move you gotta move you gotta you gotta, you gotta buy move. a van gotta and drive van. around the country for example with a rosary as one example <laughs> To pull mm-hmm. an example from real life. Yeah. Um, but, like, okay, so did you, like, yeah, did you go to read, do readings a lot? Oh, yeah, you asked a question if I had a tarot experience. Did you have an experience as a, uh, as being read? Ah, uh, I don't, um. Are you more of a leader? You're always doing the reading. Oh, a leader. Um, I, actually, I had my tarot read on the street in New Orleans. Nice. When I was, like, um. 21 or 22 and that was really fun and cool um and i was super drunk and like (laughs) (laughs) and it was fun and i didn't feel like skeptical like oh this is gonna be bullshit like i was excited but i also didn't expect much um and i just and i felt really connected to the person like they were really warm they made great eye contact they weren't like they weren't yeah, they were just kind of warm and accepting. There was no like, oh, this drunk bitch, I'm about to like get <laughs> 20 bucks from her. You know, it felt like it felt like an actual moment. And so that was special. And then um, I never had my own tarot deck. And then my best friend Prosper, their um, grandmother, who is a witch, passed away and left Prosper like 30 tarot decks. 30. Like 30. And they're, they're wild. Some of them are hilarious. There's one that's like all dolphins. <laughs> and then they had two decks that were the Tarot of the Cat People, which are this, is this really beautiful deck that I wish I had the with me to show. People? The Tarot of the Cat People. So people shaped like cats? Yes. So. And, and people with cats and cat-shaped people with cats. And it's very beautiful <laughs> and trippy. And um, they gave me that deck. They came to visit me in Chicago and gave me that deck. And I just started reading and learning. And it felt it just felt really good yeah um yeah and for a long time I was just kind of like reading myself or like maybe you know Prosper and I would like pull a card for each other from they were in Georgia and I was in Illinois um and then yeah just kind of became more practiced my friend Gabby and I read tarot together a lot she's very intuitive for each other uh-huh. Then? Okay, right. And she's a Virgo, so she will love to like tell you how it is and like and can really bring in that like an- analysis and like a little bit of criticism that but that is useful and helpful. So I really appreciate her readings. Um yeah. Tell you how like she'll be oh, like a stronger presence then? You mean like a more steering the ship kind of thing? Um like 
Well, and it's, you know, obviously we know each other very well. So right. she has context for my life. So I think, and, and I um, can sometimes... Uh, I can sometimes skew towards like avoidance, you know, and Gabby um, just will not fuck with that when she's (laughs) reading me and she'll be like, well, yeah, this, I I know you're saying that this like might be about how you're not keeping your house tidy or whatever, but it's actually about the fact that you're like fucking around with this fuck boy and you have been for two years. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Taking this opportunity to (laughs) the six of cups means uh, that boy ain't for you. Yeah. But she was not wrong. (laughs) We did like a new year reading one year. I don't know what year, probably 2018. And, um, on new year's day on new year's day. And she, yeah, there was some really necessary wisdom that she really (laughs) pointed out to me. (laughs) I was like, Okay. So that's gonna be different when it's your friend and they have they know stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even with me, you're like, I think this might mean uh, this. You know what I mean? Like you might, you're like, uh, <laughs> you just brought it up. I'm like, yeah. Well, obviously, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about that relationship, mm-hmm. etc. And in that way, I think like again, coming back to how it can just be like sometimes it's hard. Not sometimes it's difficult to be vulnerable. It's difficult to go there. And the tarot creates this like nice bridge between people and between like like all of the unsaid things, um, where it's yeah like um, I don't, I'm not trying to imply that like I would try to use the cards to like serve my own agenda, but it just like it just creates space. It's just like a really generative tool. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I I noticed, I could notice, like, it's like they are an intermediary where it's like, okay, well, now this card represents like strength or something, and now we're talking about what give, whatever gives me strength. Now we're talking about that as opposed to like, and then another card is like, you know, change or uh, cycles, and it's like, okay, what kind of change or cycles do you have? Because I mean, it's like everyone's got something, and like as a skeptic, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, like all the cards are vague enough, and they can attach to some sort of symbolic system in your brain like and and then something comes up so it's almost like there can't be there, there'll be no wrong cards right. um and then someone will be like well that's because of the energy of the da but it's like i don't know i uh i don't know yeah you seem to be really good at addressing skepticism um and uh and that helped me like uh yeah like the uh the cards well, are a, the cards are a tool. Yeah, and it's like I mean I guess with skepticism it's like okay, so <laughs> like if people are like I don't buy into this it's like okay well then this conversation's done, you know like what's the point like can we not be a little bit imaginative there's what's right it's not fun exactly like, right because the thing so you can too, explain everything okay great well then what, why why talk to anybody or do anything if right you can sit in one place and you can understand everything that's happening and uh, you know exactly what's bullshit and what's not then uh, yeah why why wander why take one step out of your house yeah i also think of it like as it's like there's um i think of it in a political way too of like like if we're so skeptical and we have all the answers like that is that's a white supremacist notion and that's like sure. you know it's not where is the room for imagination where is the room for abundance like we are all leaders and we're all brilliant we all have entire ecosystems living in our stomachs of bacteria <laughs> that have never lived in anybody else's stomach you know like we are all a, like wonders whole worlds we really do contain multitudes i've got you know? yeah i've got <laughs> thousands of citizens of terrensopolis yeah. living inside me and they i feed them every day i don't even think about it mm-hmm. um, and that and those little organisms have wisdom and like it's just i, I think there's like a great 
um, hubris in... Uh, well, it's like hubris and also fear in skepticism. Because, um, like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen if you buy into something... <laughs> that's fun you'll right you'll spend whoops you spent twenty dollars um for someone to give pay you very close attention um, meaningful attention yeah which um you'll be so surprised at how much it lights you up like it's the same thing as like when you talk to like you talk like me talking to a stranger and giving them like be like oh what's your name oh how do you spell that and they go oh you spell it francis with a ces at the end and they go oh that's beautiful how do you like who's name is that it's like oh it's my grandmother's name and it's like now we're talking about now you're talking with a stranger about your grandmother and that's a powerful thing it doesn't matter what the context is now you're talking to a stranger about your dead grandmother yeah you know what i mean and there's so that's so beautiful and there's just so much in our world and with like you know toxic masculinity and shit like i think about how men are so often angry right like there's such a problem with yes, like male anger this. and aggression yeah. and whatever yeah. and it's like for a lot of it it's because i think the patriarchy like denies like denies you all the fun stuff you know you don't get to have glitter and you don't get to have sprinkles and like <laughs> um it's like you don't get to like adorn yourselves and like all these fun things yeah and of course like in order to preserve your power strength and like position within the realm of masculinity you have to actively deny these these urges to do these other things yeah and, and not you specifically but the general you know you um and that sucks. And it's like, even with like getting a manicure or something, like so many men may be so skeptical about that. Like, I don't need a manicure. I'm not soft, whatever. But then when you go and you get a manicure, it's like, why would you deny yourself holding hands with someone and having a nice time in a conversation? Right. It's right. like... Some touch. Right. Yeah. And that, um, that's, yeah. Like, what is the worst thing that happens when you try something new? Like, you don't like it or you don't vibe with it, but you're not like it doesn't make you a moron because you got your tarot read you know like and there's just such um yeah like skepticism is linked with perfectionism somehow and that yeah that's not very imaginative and thank you for yeah and thank you for teaching me that thank you for helping me get there on that football thank Sunday. you for teaching me yeah. that literally symbolically leaving leaving the toxic masculine uh zone of the of the football sunday going into the other room and now we're in a whole other place yeah Oh, felt great. And I was uh, I was definitely unmoored at the time. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was fall of 2020. So everyone in the world's unmoored, but I had just bought this van and I'm driving around. And I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do mm -hmm. next. It was very special. I'm glad that it, it's really touching to hear that it had such an impact on you. And it had an impact on me too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was something interesting. Okay. Want to do some cards? Sure. Okay. Oh my God. I didn't know we were going to do that. I want to do some cards. Read I mean, me. You read me. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. Okay. So I bought a pack. I bought a, a tarot card uh, pack, and I also have a, a booklet that will explain um, what each thing means, and uh, and then we go from there. And uh, yeah, we noticed as we looked at this pack yesterday that when you read me, you you had a book, and it had it had more of a uh, um, prescriptive. Mm -hmm symbological interpretation yeah it's a beautiful tarot deck um it's called new world tarot and it's absolutely lovely and the book is really special um it it is it also and i say this with like love and celebration it does some of the it does a lot of the analytical work like for you which i think can be really um it can be super great 
it's it can be very illuminating and also sometimes especially as like a, a newer reader I think it's really exciting to like lean into the intuition and lean into your own interpretation yeah Johnny the cleaning people are here okay okay well well Terrence is gonna pull a card for me do, yeah we're gonna do a we're gonna do a reading and then we'll wrap all right, John. <laughs> or should I do one for John? I'm doing one for John. The fool. Yeah, we pulled a card for John last night, and it was the fool. Immediately. Terrence goes, and this card's for you, John Gasper, and it the, was the fool. The fool. We all laughed and laughed and laughed. We sure did. All right. And we're back. We're back. Um, we're in Louis Hernandez. No, not. We're in Louis Armstrong Park. Louis Armstrong Park in New Orleans. Louisiana. I'm glad that uh, it's been closed. I'm glad we were able to see this. It is so gorgeous. A lot of like sculpture and uh, water feature. There's a theater. Water squares. features. <laughs> <laughs> water features. Mm-hmm. I hit a lot of water features in the, on the golf course. I hit a lot of water features. Okay, so we were. It's so crazy. We were about to pull cards, and then John comes in, and goes, "They're cleaning, and we got to get out of here." Yeah. Um, we had to leave the Airbnb. So it felt felt something significant so i remember when you did it to me you uh first kind of like did like a check-in sort of like a where are you at what do you want out of this reading mm-hmm. fill me it what yeah what's that phase um yeah so i so if somebody you know sometimes folks are like i want to think about my love life or i want to think about my career right, right. or i want to th- like I'm really I have a lot of big questions about my relationship with my mom or like whatever it is um which is good to know and uh, like what's the focus of what's it? the focus okay yeah is there a name for what that that phase is because it felt intentional when you did it to me um I don't uh, if there is a name for it I don't know probably there are people who are much more studied than I who could tell you that um but I, I love that you keep saying the word intentional because I think that's how I think of it is just like setting the intention for the reading. Yep. Okay. Or, or n- perhaps like naming your curiosity. Ooh, God. Um, brilliant. Okay. So, so how are you? How are you feeling today? What is the, uh, what is the vibe that you're looking for for this reading? Talk to me. Um, ooh. Thank I you. guess I'm, I'm curious. So I've just spent a a week off work, which has been really great. And not just off work, but like away from expectations mostly. Like, you know, I've been on vacation. And I sometimes, I guess, hmm, I'm curious about what, like, what are the lessons from this week that I should carry back home with me? Sure. Into the regular life, the mm-hmm. life of the expectations. Yeah. And what do you mean when you say expectations? Well, like, you know, being on time to work or being, like, caught up on emails. Um, my, and, like, sometimes I've been talking about this some in therapy and working on it, like, you know that inner critic voice that like just kind of believes I cannot succeed like I cannot be on time or I cannot whatever um 
I've been dissecting that some and realizing that it's, you know, that's not true all the time. And, and also like success isn't always a real concept. Anyway, here it's like there haven't those containers and like expectations and the structure. This has been a non-structured time Mm -hmm. and I really feel so great. Like I, I enjoy unstructured time. Mm Um, and I also know that I can exist within structure, but I, but sometimes I feel like I can't, or I tell myself that I can't. Um, so I'd like to bring the ease, some of the ease and confidence that I feel when I'm, when I have less expectation, I like to bring some of that to that. I know that I can. So bring some of this free form free from expectation New Orleans energy back into the expectation familiar box from the familiar box no your box oh oh my tarot box do you want me to hold your mic nah I I should be able to get it I should be able to reach it from here keep an eye on those okay I will okay so with that in mind so with that in mind let's pull Let's pull, we'll do a simple past, present, future okay. reading. I'm nervous. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That that just means you're ex- expectant mm-hmm. of this. Um, okay. So I'll pull the, the past card first. Um, and that'll be the past card. Card for your past, miss, is the three of wands. The three of wands. Uh, depicts a man holding three large wands and looking off into the distance of the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just going to look up the three of wands in my handy booklet here. Now, a calm, stately figure with his back turned, looking from a cliff's edge at ships passing over the sea. Three staves are planted in the ground and he leans slightly on one of them so we have a person looking at ships in the sea looking off into the distance and he has three of these stands sticks and he's leaning on one of them so there's all kinds of symbology that we could ascribe to both the looking out looking out expectation looking for something um uh is expectant as you mentioned the expectations we're talking we're looking he's looking or something that would come. The ocean is the unknown. Things mm-hmm. come from the ocean. Um, it's vast. There's so much going on out there. Um, and yet we have the familiar, the stands, and he's leaning on one of them. It is supporting him. Um, mm-hmm. He's ignoring the other two. Right. That's something I um, I was noticing too is like uh, there are multiple tools at this person's disposal, and yet they're only like leaning on one only connected to one and and I'm curious about like what are the other um the other two what are the untapped like resources unused right the unused things Mm -hmm. and uh and although he's got two resources sitting right there and leaning on one of them he's still out there looking for more resources looking for what's going to come Mm -hmm. yeah okay so that is that in in what way does that uh how does that uh jive with your past well i can definitely um i think you know i was kind of just talking about this like sometimes i i just 
tell myself I can't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost like embody, like it's like suddenly this judgment on ability becomes a part of my identity in a way. Um, and that, you know, that's just not true. I can do anything. And I have so many tools at my, expo- yes. at my disposal. You've got three staffs. I've got three staffs. You don't need, you have the one and you're, and mm-hmm. you, and you are confident with that one. You're leaning on it. You yeah. got it. But there's so much more at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And mm-hmm. let's pull a card for, for right now, for the okay. present. Beautiful. The Ace of Pentacles. That is the beautiful. The Ace of Pentacles. Now, the Ace. So, okay, that's the highest of the. So there's there's Arcana. Mm-hmm. It's the Go lowest. On. Oh, Ace is low. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aces are low. What else do you know about? Yeah. How, tell me about the Arcana versus the. So my understanding, so there's the major arcana and the minor arcana. Um, the major are 22 cards because they're 0 through 21. Okay. Um, and then the minor arcana are suited, basically. So there's like right. pentacles, wands, swords, and cups. Um, and each of the minor arcana, in in some ways, like deals there's a realm like the cups are sort of like the emotional intuitive nurturing energy um wands are uh, the suit is often focused on like skills um mastery of things learning things swords um i think are more focused on like communication um an interaction with like with others and then pentacles i'm not sure i i guess would be more well i mean pentacles are money so i'm not really sure exactly that one feels less um like it doesn't feel so literal to me with anything but anyway so i don't really know what's the ace of pentacles, ace of pentacles i i mean i love this a hand issuing as usual from a cloud holds up a pentacle Perfect contentment, felicity, mm. ecstasy, also speedy intelligence, gold. Mm. So you said it's a money thing, but also, I mean... Just like richness. Richness, perfect contentment. I mean, I see New Orleans all over yeah. this card. I see... It really is just... Yeah, it's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Like, I feel... And I'm in this felicity. beautiful park. And the weather has been so gorgeous. I feel like I've been held by the clouds. Ecstasy. Yeah, <laughs> being hold, held yeah. by the clouds. Also, speedy intelligence, I think, is a would be a perfect apt descriptor uh, for yourself and uh, your partner, John mm-hmm. Gasper. And you. Speedy intelligence. Thank we've you been, very much. <laughs> we've been quite speedy this we'll trip. We'll talk fast. Yeah, we were on that <laughs> walk, and we're like, don't worry. We'll talk fast the whole way back. The whole way. Um, yeah, I love when a reading is like this. Like, you know, you asked me to set my intention, and I kind of, like, shared how I was feeling, and da 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 And that is so, to me, so visible in these cards. Um, so take that, skeptics. Yeah, take that. <laughs> um, Dunk right. on them. Let's see what, well, how will I, how can I bring this back in here? How can I remember these staffs moving forward? Getting on a plane to beautiful Chicago, Illinois, and our future card is the... Six of cups. Stars is stars one. No. <laughs> no, I, honey. I think it's the six of cups. Cups. Five of cups. Six of cups. Yeah. Okay. Six of cups. And you? Would you say that cups? Cups are moves? like um, 
I think like more emotional and intuitive usually. It's like the feminine energy. The Six of Cups. Mm -hmm. Children in an old garden, their cups filled with flowers. A card of memories and of the past. For example, reflecting on childhood, happiness, enjoyment, but coming rather from the past, things that have vanished. Another reading reverses this, suggesting new relations, new environment, and new knowledge. Mm. So it's a childhood, the safety of the garden, the abundance of childhood. I mean, I think gardens are abundant, you mm -hmm. know? And it's two children, is that right? Yeah, two children with flowers. Yeah, I think... Um, Mm, well, what's your reading on this? Yes, what's my reading on the two children in the garden as as regards your return to Chicago? You're heading back to the familiarity. Mm -hmm. um, and a familiarity for you in your line of work is facilitating a, oh my God. a new life, a childhood. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's what that, I mean, that is, that is what, oh that's my God, what, what you do Cam for a Lila. living. And it's two kids, huh? Wow, I didn't think of that at all. But uh, yeah, it is two kids. I was really focusing more on like my, like, oh, my childhood. Like, well, yeah, duh, like I'm going to therapy. I'm, yeah, right. I'm figuring it <laughs> I've out. I've been but, talking about my childhood. Yeah, but I love that. That's such... Um, but you are right. You are, I mean, for them, you're such a huge part of their life. You're, you're the whole day. And, and, they, and like you are mm -hmm. growing their memories. You are like... As you're dealing with your own childhood and your memories, you are a huge part of these two new lives and their memories going wow. forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is, John and I have talked about that somehow, like, um, in a way, being a nanny is like this reparenting journey of myself, too, <laughs> um, which is cool. How it, so? Oh, like, I feel like... Um, you know, being with a toddler and helping them learn to self-regulate by mutually regulating um, is re it's really good for both folks. For you and for the yeah, yeah right. And I think um, that's something that I like. There were a lot of kids in my family, and my parents were very busy, and um, whatever and everybody's life like we all have various traumas and forget some things about regulation and so practicing that intentionally with another person teaching them that yeah. is also you know like who's the teacher right that's we're, the teacher and the they're teaching you more than teaching, you're right. white just like a tarot reading they're both they're, you're both right. coming together in a liminal in-between space right. we're both the children and then also it makes me think too of like um like you said just going home to my home and like me and john and how we also are like kind of always celebrating and nurturing each other's inner child yes you know yes you are mm -hmm. yeah that's a great because you have a great little playpen there in chicago that you <laughs> both uh, in, inhabit yeah um mm -hmm. so the three the three of wands going into the ace of pentacles and then the six of cups which is the garden the childhood oh my god and also you know how i was like like you brought up the kids that i nanny sorry to interrupt you sure but like i and i was like oh i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about that um that's also sort of like the two staffs i wasn't focusing on <laughs> the two yeah, kids like, i was getting all like um like super introspective and whatever but i w wasn't really focusing on the literal of like oh i was on a vacation from work and now I'm like going back to work and right. and maybe some of what like like I don't have to bring lessons home with me because lessons are already there. Yeah, they're there. They're already been growing in the garden. 
and there's the two staffs that you're yeah, not even cool. utilizing. I wasn't even thinking about. Sorry See, to those rich, kids. Rich symbology. As a as as a uh, uh, literature fan, as a a studier of English, a teacher of literature and symbols, this is it's rife with opportunity for reflection and all that stuff. I mm-hmm. think yeah, I think it's very interesting. Well, thank you so much for that reading. It was great. I loved it. My first reading. Mm-hmm. You never forget your first. Um, mm-hmm. Any, any, yeah. Final thoughts on 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 Taro. Thank you for showing it to me. Um, no, no final thoughts. I'm really excited to. I yeah, I'm really excited that you're going to be reading Taro now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really high now. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Perfect. Let's go. Um, well, have a safe flight back. To, thank you so much, Spencer. I love you. Good to I see love you. you. Isn't that pretty cool? The uh, past, present, and future. And just bringing your own meaning to symbols. That's just big, a big part of being a human being is, is signifying symbols, making them mean something to you, making them, having a relationship with them and agree and, and, uh, and what they mean to society and what they mean to you and relating those two things together and figuring out, um, what it, me, meaning making is what we're here to be doing is to make meaning out of out of things that we perceive you know so um thank you so much to spencer for doing this um you could follow spencer at spencer diaz toodle on instagram and um we'll rate and review the podcast and we'll catch you next week bye-bye